Hi, I'm Tony Babinski, and this is The Grilled Podcast. Uh, I haven't recorded a new episode of this podcast since December 2018, but if ever there was a time to celebrate food and the importance of the food and restaurant industry in our lives, it's now during the COVID-19 crisis that has gripped the whole world um, and that has forced many of us into quarantine, uh, self-isolation, social distancing, sheltering in place. As we are sheltering in place and staying at home, um, one of the major sources of joy that we still have is food. Um, On social media everywhere, people are posting pictures of food. They're um, talking about the food they've prepared. So clearly... um, it's food is is uh, still a, a major center of our lives, and we owe it to the brave people in the food supply business who are literally uh, risking their health to ensure that we get food on the table. And that's people in the grocery store business, um, in the food delivery business, and in the food distribution and preparation business. So, I would like to. Um, reach out to various people in the industry who are working hard at it now um, and hear from them what they're going through, what this these changing circumstances mean to the way they live and work, um, how changing circumstances may have changed the way they work, and how they're adapting. Um, I also want to educate uh, my listeners uh, about where the food comes from, and uh, who's making it happen. And um, I think it'll uh, make us all feel better and more grateful. So we'll start with my guest this week, um, Nick Morena from St. Victor Bagel Cafe. Enjoy. So my first guest is Nick Morena from St. Victor Bagel Cafe and St. Victor Bagel writ large. Uh, He's one of the owners. Um, His family's been in the bagel business for decades. Um, their dad is Joe Morena, who many people recognize from the uh, flagship location on St. Viator Street. Uh, Nick, thanks very much for, uh, for calling in. Um, so I want to know how you're doing. First of all, how, how are you doing in this time of uh, COVID-19, uh, getting the bagels that everybody loves out, uh, out to us through stores? So, uh, I mean, relatively, I, I'm, we're doing well. I'm doing well. I'm healthy. My family's healthy. Uh, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're surviving this, you know. Um, although, I mean, and we're making bagels and, you know, we're, we're an essential food service. So we're, I guess we're the, I don't know if we're the lucky ones, but we're the ones that are still working. And we're the ones that are still, you know, we, we still have a, a workforce and we still have employees. Although it's incredibly complicated in this period, if there's one word after use, it's everything is just complicated, and, and it's understandably so. Uh, complicated in what sense? Complicated in in that uh, you have to be uh, well. So describe to me what you're still up to, because most of the restaurants are closed. So what? Uh, obviously, so our, our, yeah, yeah. So we, I mean, we make bagels, right? Primarily. We also have a, a restaurant aspect to our business, so that that's closed. So we, we have all our restaurant operations; they they've been closed for for a couple of weeks now. Um, 
So we've had to lay off some people in our restaurant department. Um, although we're still making bagels uh, as much as possible. Um, the, it, you asked why, why it's complicated, but it's just, you know, it's, it's the information comes in and, and you know, we're, we're kind of in crisis mode. And it's not fun being in crisis mode. You, you, want, you always want to be ahead of the game. And, you know, you want to protect yourself, your employees, your customers. So we've had to put a, a slew of measures in to, to protect people from this, this threat, really. So let's educate the public a little bit. Um, you, I, I'm assuming that in your West Island location, where your main, uh, is that where you're mostly working out of now, or where where are you? Yeah, so I, I'm, well, well, right now, so right now, I'm like I'm in crisis. I'm in, I'm in crisis mode. So I'm kind of going to all the shops. But I spend most of my time in the West Island in BDO. We have a shop, and in Laval as well, off island, uh, where where we have a uh, we have a couple of bagel shops that that focus primarily on production for. For the wholesale market, for the grocery stores, the uh, grocery chains, really. And are you? Has anything changed in terms of you know where you're getting your 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 uh, main ingredients? I've noticed going to the supermarket that uh, you can't get flour. There's no flour. There's no yeast. Like, what's happening with the supply chain? How do you get the supplies that you make the bagels with without revealing any trade okay. secrets? No, no. I, I so our, our supply chain. Till today has been pretty robust. We haven't had issues getting any of our of our of our basic ingredients. So we've got flour and we've got sugar coming in and oil and honey and eggs and everything that goes into making a bagel. Uh, and it's it's coming in. I suppose the um, in grocery stores, uh, seeing that most people are home, a lot of people are, are, are taking the baking. So it doesn't surprise me that these smaller formats of flour bags. You know, it's not on the shelves anymore. Uh, we're not buying. We're buying them by the, you know, buying by by the ton. We're not buying. We're not buying it by the, uh, the one kilo or two kilo bag. Right. So thankfully, thankfully, so far our supply chain. But we're, you know, what? But for the first time ever, we're calling our suppliers almost on a daily basis and asking them how does it look down the pipeline because you, you just want to make sure that stuff comes in and we're inventorizing more than we've ever had. So as we, you know, we'd always keep a basic supply and deliveries would come weekly. Now, if you walk in our facilities, we have pallets and we have, you know, a shelving loaded with, with goods in case, for whatever reason, something doesn't come through. And it's not only food, it's everything else that, that goes into producing uh, bagels. It, it's, you know, uh, we, if we can't put them in bags, we can't put them on your shelves. If we can't tape the bags... We can't put twist ties. You know, it's it, it's it's all that. I'll call it the secondary supply chain as well, and packaging and all the materials that go into into making a product that we're also concerned about. But until now, it's it's been it's been okay. So our government here in Quebec, and I'm assuming governments in all jurisdictions, have outlined you know it, uh, essential services. And mandated that essential services stay open. So, you know, until I spoke to you just now, uh, I I would have thought that um, you know food is an essential service, but not packaging or plastic bags or twist ties. Um, but I guess all those companies in the economy uh, are still open and still have to operate, right? 
Yeah, I, we're more interconnected than we think. Uh, those, so a lot of those companies, and, and I have colleagues and friends that are, you know, also own businesses. Uh, there, some of them are operating on a much, much smaller basis, just to, just to provide to the essential services. So, for example, we, uh, you know, we put cut out stickers on our floors, just reminding people to keep their physical distance. You know, you. They're reminders. They're in all our shops. We even put some on the on the sidewalks outside of our stores. Uh, and we called the printing company, and they had to open the doors just to crank out that little job. So they they're allowed to just produce for the essential food for the essential services, including food. So in terms of uh, you know hygiene and all that, um, have you had to take special measures with your employees um i know that it's a concern you know for for people not just uh uh that that they might uh, be sick but that they might get sick from exposure like is that a uh, that must be a huge preoccupation no yeah completely it's a huge preoccupation that's what that's what keeps me up by making things um so yeah we've 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 ramped uh, we've bolstered ramped we've done what we can uh we have uh, way more procedures today than we did, you know, three weeks ago. Uh, some of which in, include, you know, just hourly uh, wipe downs and sanitation of all handled surfaces, the front door, the fridge doors, all every doorknob, every like phone handle and uh, cash register buttons. Uh, we've installed hand sanitizers. Uh, the, the list goes on and on and on. But it, it began with just talking to our employees and informing them. We realize that people have different uh, different news feeds. They get their sources from different places. Uh, we, you know, we have a we have a pretty uh, diverse diverse staff that come from different different countries, different backgrounds. So our first our, our the first thing we had to address was okay. This is the information. These are our. This is what our government has put into place, and you just have to understand. The following, you know, like wash your hands for 20 seconds with, you know, warm water. Um, we're, we're just, if you're wearing gloves, we have to, you know, just re-educate on the use of, of, of using latex or vinyl gloves. Um, what happens if you have symptoms? What do we do? So the first few days, uh, and we keep reminding the staff, but the first, you know, when this all went down, I would say around March 12th there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a lot of, our first goal was just get, just getting everyone on the same page. It was just open the communication channels to all our employees. Um, we, we're, we're working with emails and mass text messaging, stuff that we've never done as a company before. But our communication was really important because we realized that we were getting, you know, every day our, our, our leaders going to be in and they're just throwing something new at us. You know, they're trying to get ahead of this, of this pandemic. So uh, in turn, we we translate us. It was just we're until this day we're still. Uh, that's when I when I say crisis mode. That's what I mean. It, it's dealing with the information and then translating it to the work the workplace. So you still have you, you have then uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You still have two outputs. One is that uh, I'm assuming some of your shops are still open as an essential service, so people can go in and get bagels directly there. Is that so? Yeah. So we're still all our shops are still open to the public. And then, and, and then we also make bagels for the grocery stores. 
Okay, so let's deal with with uh, the the first aspect. Um, it's Passover starting tomorrow, yep. Easter. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm you know people are are going to want to market in some way. Uh, I'm assuming you still have a pretty steady flow of customers into your locations. What's what's their attitude like going in? How, how do you? What's your experience of uh, of customers at the store coming in? Sorry, sorry, you, you chopped up. Can you straight to the last question? Yeah, not a problem. Um, what's What's been your experience of how customers are reacting when they come in the store? Are, do they look nervous? Do they look happy? Are they, you know, are they respectful? Like, what's uh, what's the general sense of what's going on at store level? So, so we're getting we're getting we're getting all we're getting a full cross section. <laughs> we're getting some people that are really freaked out. Uh, you know, they, 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 they come in. You can tell people are just uneasy. Um, it's not, you know, people are not as smiley as, as they once were. You know, uh, they, um, but for the most part, people are very respectful. Um, they, um, we, we've, you know, we've made some accommodations. Some people want us to bring the bagels out to their car. We'll do it. Call us at a farm and we'll, we'll make that happen. Um, and for the most part, we, we, I mean, I think we, we were really proactive. We've done a, a good job at making our, our retail outlets as safe as possible. Uh, you know, uh, at a few locations where, where we, where we can, you know, the customers can't really touch any of the products, including the cream cheese in the fridge. Well, we, we put it behind the counter. We serve it to the customer. You know, we've got the plexiglass shield at the cash register. So we've, we've kind of, you know, by, by staying open to the public, we also share, we're sharing the burden of the grocery stores. You can come to us and buy bread, bagels, and we also have basic, uh, basic foods like eggs and milk and cheese. So, um, I, and so yeah, I, I, I mean, I just wish, oh, I just wish people were, you know, not wish. Um, I think a thank you would go a long way in this, in this day and age. You know, when I, when I go myself to do my groceries for my family, I, I make a, a special point to say thank you to the cash to the cashiers and even the employees stocking the shelves. It, they're, they're providing a, a, an essential service. Uh, without them, uh, getting food to your table would be really, really, really difficult in these times. Amen. Well, thank you goes a long way. So remind everybody to say thank you when you pick food up at a store. Uh, it, it, it goes a long way. I'm doing it myself, and and I encourage everyone to just doesn't take doesn't take too much time, right? It's just hey, thank you, appreciate what you're doing. That's super cool. You know, uh, I'm, I'll remember that. Go, yeah. So uh, because um, no, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You are my guest. No, um, <laughs> all right, uh, because the. Um, the staff, the staff uh, they, they're also, you know, they're going through something as well. And uh, some of them, uh, the, some of them feel fortunate that they have work in this climate because a lot of people have, lo- have lost their jobs. But, you know, there's, there's a, a percentage of them that, that feel like they're putting their lives at risk by coming to work. And, uh, and it's, it's pretty noble if you think of it that way. If you think that, my goodness, I'm putting my life at risk and I'm still coming to work to, you know, to, groceries in someone's bag or to you know work a cash register then those people should be appreciated and a, a thank you 
could go a long way. Let's talk a little bit about your experience with uh, uh, with grocery stores because you're you're also selling uh, your product through grocery stores. Um, how has distribution to stores or your relationship with stores changed, if if at all? So our our uh, so our so our orders for grocery stores have gone up. Our our, our sales through the front door, our retail assets has gone down. Um, so we're we're still making bagels pretty much at the same rate that we always have been making bagels. Um, so our, our relationship with the grocery stores has pretty much remained the same. They've uh, we keep getting notices. There, you know, communications. We keep getting emails and notices that you know we we are part of the supply chain and that we you know we have an obligation to keep. To keep making food, and, and those notices come come regularly. Uh, a lot of them have um, they've also upped their you know hygiene and sanitation and you know uh, contact physical contact uh, protocol. So uh, when we once could deliver bagels at a certain hour, now they're you know on a schedule. You can't show up before this time and that time. They're just trying to limit their exposure to us as well. But for the most part, that that sector, like that part of our business, is running the same way. Hmm. And has it, the fact now they've decided to uh, close stores on Sunday, uh, non-essential stores, grocery stores, um, uh, and they limit the number of people going in and out of stores. Um, but even with those measures, what you're saying is that you're the the, uh, the amount of bagels that you're supplying to supermarkets has, has remained constant, yeah? It's remained constant? I would even say it's gone up a little. Yeah, you see. I mean, people, I mean, restaurants are closed, so people are, are now just really getting all their food from grocery stores. All those, those millions of meals that restaurants would provide are now being sold in, in you know, basic ingredients at grocery stores. So, so yeah, I, I, our, 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 our wholesale has, has gone up. Our volume has gone up. Wow. So people love their bagels. Yeah. People love and want <laughs> their bagels. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully people love our bagels. So um, there's going to be a, uh, this, I'm gonna, this may, some may come out of left field, but uh, it sounds like that as we get out of this, um, the Quebec government anyway is going to encourage uh, local buying, you know, buying local and, consuming local products in your supply chain um are you going to make any adjustments to be more local or are you local already we are as local as we can uh our our, our main i mean we have the symbol on our bag that we're aliments quebec or we're aliments préparés au quebec which which is you know we're, we're food prepared in quebec or made in quebec and um Although we don't really have flour here, so our flour does come from out west. Hmm. So our main ingredient, which is flour, comes from out west. But uh, we're conscious of that, and we, we try and source all, all our ingredients locally as much as possible. We always have been. So you, like uh, me, are 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 uh, I'm sure looking forward to uh, uh, when when these measures are lifted and when life returns back to normal. I'm sure you must be uh, exhausted. Oh actually. my goodness. Could, could can you tell me when? <laughs> you, you, have, you have that 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 you have the crystal ball that can tell us when this all gets back to normal. 
I, I have a sense, but I, you know, I don't have a crystal ball. I'm assuming uh, uh, sooner than later, <laughs> at some point. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, I mean, what I've noticed in the in the uh, you know, because I'm I'm like everybody else here. I watch the press conferences, you know, at one o'clock every day. Uh, they released the um, the the uh, es- the estimates yesterday of you know worst case and best case, and it, from what from my reading of the information that's out there, we're actually doing better than the most optimistic um, estimate of how long how how many people this could affect and uh, how bad it could get. So, if that's the case, then uh, uh, you know I'm an optimist by nature, and I and I like to think that. Uh, that this won't drag on and on and on. That you know we have a few weeks left, and then slowly, slowly, thing, restrictions will start to lift. Uh, not all at once, but it sounds like it'll be lifting um, gradually. So uh, it'll be a a, a a slow return to normal, slowish. But you know, life will be back to normal at some point. And what I find uh, particularly interesting to see is that you know what what we'll see is that the the brands and the products that we that we really love and that we could um, still get a, a hand on are going to do great because they they were there for us when we needed them and uh, clearly you're in that you're in that group. Um, I have a, I have one question for you though, which is um, uh, do you have any uh, thoughts or reflections about uh, what you might have learned from this or what you might be able to take from this uh, moving forward? Wow. So, so um, I don't think I'm there yet. Uh, I, I'm, we're still, still very much like with, you know, my, my head to the ground and just trying to get through my days. Um, early on, I could say, you know, as a, as a business owner, um, more than ever, I've realized communication is, is, is important. Uh, you know, I've realized that, um, it, especially in these like in, in these like uh, messed up times, uh, I know that my presence as as as, as the owner or as one of the co-owners is it, important. It, it uh, just being there, being in the so-called trenches, it is. Uh, it, it, people, our staff, they appreciate that. So uh, in that sense, I, I, I'm realizing it. I'm seeing it. Uh, uh, communication, being there, being present, it, it's important. So those are my early takeaways. Uh, I, I can't look beyond that. <laughs> Sorry, I can't okay. question. We'll have to do this in, 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 a, in, a, in a few months. You know, we'll do a, a, a post, uh, post-mortem. Yeah, <laughs> okay. It's a good uh, idea. And no, no yeah. pun intended. Yeah, yeah. Well, post as little mortem as possible, we hope, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. All right. Well, look, thanks. I, I, thanks very much for taking the time this morning. I know you're super, super busy, um, but uh, I think it's reassuring to hear uh, that you're there and that um, in a way, you know, your business is uh, is normal-ish. Um yeah. And that you're, you know, it's, I think it's great that you're out there being able to provide the service that you're providing to the community at, uh, at some cost for, for all of you involved. So uh, thanks very much. Thank you, Tony. It's, all, it's always a pleasure. And it's nice to hear those words. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for listening to The Grilled Podcast. I'm Tony Babinski.
be well.